monsters aren't real, but humans are. Welcome back, listeners. Thanks for joining us while we're all still at home during this epic, unprecedented worldwide pandemic. Times are challenging, and we hope you and your families are all safe and healthy. I know all of this social distancing may be driving some of you crazy. It's been a little different for everyone. And for me and my family, we're here in Florida, and it's definitely been on the quiet side. We've done a lot of puzzles, we've seen a lot of movies, and a lot of family time. But because it's so nice out, we've at least been able to go out for walks on the beach every day and swim in the ocean. And there are very few people out on this part of the island, so we haven't had to worry about being around too many people except our family. But until Wednesday, that all changed, and all my joy was gone. My daughter and I were on our walk, and we were looking for sea glass when we were stopped by the police on a four-wheeler and told that we had to get off the beach. So boo for us and no more walks on the beach. But I will say we do feel very grateful to at least still be in the sun. So no more complaining for me. Um, I'm just super happy to be healthy thus far and my family is healthy. But, you know, we're, you know, starting to hear about more and more of our friends, you know, that are catching this virus, um, especially, you know, um, up north. And Lainey, I know you and all of our friends in New Jersey have not had it so easy, so I definitely won't complain anymore. Um, Lainey, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the seriousness um, about this virus up north um, before we get started? Why don't you tell us, you know, how you guys have been handling it? Sure. That, uh, you know what, we've been... So far, this is we've completed two full weeks of basically the sheltering in place type approach where there's really nothing open other than the grocery stores, gas stations. Um, You know, we've been at home. We've been working from home while our kids have been trying to do online schooling at the same time, which is definitely uh, kind of figuring out our new routine and what the new normal kind of is going to be. Um, It is a little surreal because life has slowed down tremendously. There are really few cars on the road. People are outside when the weather is nice, staying away from each other, but still trying to walk and jog and get some exercise in. And I think just soak up some sun. Um, It is a little bit more serious now that we know of people not only, you know, in our state, but in our town that have tested positive. We hear new stories every day of folks who have either tested positive or know people who have been hospitalized. And, you know, up until now, it's been more or less thinking that they were, you know, more the high risk population type people that were going to have the more severe cases. But we continue to hear more and more stories of people who have been hospitalized. They're really more like you and me, Amelia, like our age um, no health, you know, concerns whatsoever. So it really seems to be um, something that people are taking a lot more serious um, and making sure that they're taking every precaution possible to, to not spread or, you know, obtain the virus anywhere that they go. So it's, it's a, I, I don't even know how to explain it because it's just kind of surreal and unbelievable. But on the flip side, um, we've been in the same boat as you guys, Amelia, and getting a lot of puzzle time, lots mm-hmm. of movies, lots of family time, trying to think up new things to bake in the kitchen, new projects to take on around the house. The one thing that still falls to the bottom of the priority list, though, is that damned laundry pile. We just 
seem to avoid that like the plague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, gosh, well, we'd love to hear from all you guys and how you're getting through it. So let us know how you're getting through your days. And um, how, what are you guys doing? So let us know. As a child, I never imagined that all the real monsters in the world would be humans. You know, Lainey, as we've gone through all the details of like Carl and Vicky's case, you know, we've gone through all the details of, you know, everything from their day. We've gone through, you know, parts of the autopsy and exactly how, you know, they got from point A to point B. We even walked through their day in Dover. I never really stopped to think about what those two innocent young girls went through during those final minutes of their short lives. I mean, maybe because I didn't want to, or maybe it was just too awful to think about it. I I never have really thought to think about what went through their minds on that day. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, I guess, and one of the questions is, did they, did they even know that this was a potential outcome of that day? Did they realize that they were in danger before this event happened? I don't, I mean, we still don't know, but I totally agree that actually being where they were and following their footsteps and seeing the town and talking to so many people that knew them, knew of them, knew of the situation. It just brings it all to life and just really makes you realize how awful this whole situation is. Like these two girls were fun loving and, you know, from all the information that we've gathered, resourceful, smart, you know, responsible um definitely uh something that is is just really continues to gnaw at us um wanting to know exactly what happened that day you you just brought up a good point lady like if all is true like if everything what we've heard is true if they got into that blue truck do they think they were going out for a good time? Do they think they were going out to party and like just have fun? Or did they get into that truck unwillingly and scared? You know, I don't know. Yeah. But what did the person who did this think? Like what could possibly be going through their mind? Do they actually feel remorse or empathy? Like assuming this person is still alive or people, was this murderer proud of the fact that they killed these girls? I have so many thoughts right now. (laughs) I'm not even sure what to think. How could any sane person commit such an act and carry on with a normal life? Yet we hear about it over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess it also depends on whether or not it was an accident. I mean, could it have been an accident? I mean, was it more than one person involved? Maybe this killer or killer, you know, killers, I mean, were they under the influence of drugs and alcohol? I mean, maybe they don't even remember what happened. I mean, who knows? I mean, only the killer knows, right? Monsters aren't real, but you won't have to struggle much in order to find them amongst the most civilized. 
we've talked about the podcast Searching for Ghosts. The host, Brandon Barnett, covers the case of Casey McDaniel from Milan, Tennessee. And he also covers the disappearance of Bethany Markowski from Jackson, Tennessee. And we know that Pete Hill was indicted just last year for the rape and murder of Casey. The family really credits Brandon's podcast for bringing much needed attention to this case. Now there's a new podcast called Cold Truth that just launched the other day about a little girl named Shannon Polk that was murdered on August 16th, 2001. Ironically, she went missing the same day as Casey McDaniel, only two years later. This kidnapping and murder took place in Prattville, Alabama. Shannon was 11 years old and was last seen in her close-knit community. She went outside to play and never came home. Her small body was found two months later by hunters in a remote field. And we continue to ask ourselves, are monsters real? Oh, sweetie, monsters are real and they look like people. I want to end this episode by saying that we just want you all to know that we are working so hard to uncover everything that we can. There's so much that we can't go public with yet, which trust us, that is a good thing. But there is still so much left to be said because there are so many people that are still being silenced either by force or by choice. Um, We want you to know that if you want it to be said publicly, you can come to us and say it on record and we can be your platform. If you're being silenced because you're scared and you want to talk off record, we will get you to the right agent. Rather, you know, it be local, TBI, or federal, you choose. We can help get you there. Our end goal is to really bring the killer or killers to justice and for everyone to be able to sleep well at night because they know what truly happened to Carlin Vicky. Help us stop the person who took away Carla and Vicky. Who knows? This person may have killed more than once and still may be. If it was that easy to walk away from it once before, who's to say they won't do it again and again? Monsters aren't real. You can't lock them up. You can't arrest them. But humans are. We can still stop them. As a kid, I was told monsters aren't real, but they never told me humans are the real monsters. Anyone with any information, please call 1-800-TBI-FIND. That's 1-800-TBI-F-I-N-D. You never know how important your information could be.